Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Flashback Friday, everybody! Whoosh, flashback. Now we promise we're this is this is two weeks ago. We will be back on Thursdays, but um, but will here we, Kevin? we are on. Will we? I don't know, Rob. What's a Thursday? I don't. This even week know. was this week was my issue. I'm so sorry. This week I I I dropped the ball. No, no dropping. I, You're fine. I had things to do. I had marks to make. I had steps to climb. It's the perfect time. I go out my door. I bump into you, and the vow is up, and the jig is through. I don't know what I'm doing, yeah, but coming and enough. ruining me. What song? There you go. There what you song? go. Anyone, anyone know? It's, it's the last five years, of course. It is. It's the song, I Could Be In Love With Someone Like You, which didn't, was... Didn't, it was cut, actually, because he was, got in trouble for making it a little too personal. And his ex-wife was like, ah, excuse me, Jason, this is our like, story. And so he was like, I will write Shiksa Goddess. Right. Instead of a composer, I'll make him... A writer. <laughs> mm. Now, I will say, I will say that both I could, if you've never heard, I could be in love with someone like you. It's on Apple Music. It's great. Uh, I play it. And I, sing. I, it's a fun, fun, fun song. You're a genius, Jason Robert Brown. Uh, I know you were waiting a long time for me to tell you that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really needed it. He needed that information. He can, he, you he can sleep. Know. He didn't know. He didn't know. But now he does. You now, can sleep well does. tonight, Jason. There you go, JRB. There um, you go, my friend. This, this weekend, I got to see uh, Mr. Kevin David Thomas, um, music direct a show at the New York Film Academy. Boy, it was exciting to see a live performance. It was outdoors. Uh, the backdrop was the East River in this beautiful amphitheater that used to the Joe Papp used to... Uh, do shows at yeah the East River Amphitheater. Uh, that's right. They if you look it up uh, in the sixties and seventies, I believe uh, they, they would do. I think he did some Shakespeare, uh, maybe some Greek, uh, some Greek tragedy. And and you when you go to that theater, I mean, you saw the the space, Rob. It's it seats a lot of people. I mean, it's 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 huge. I, I think it's it's unfortunate that I don't think it gets used as much as it used to. Although I, I having said that a couple times, I've I've heard other teachers and colleagues say, oh no, I did I did like a summer weekend there once. You know, I think what you do is you get a permit like we 
did. You get the permit for the day, and then you can rent. But it was being used constantly wow. that we were rehearsing there, first come, first serve, with the, uh, you know, AA meetings, and uh, a drum circle was there. But you know, you, You'll see me at all of those things, by the way. That's right. <laughs> I'll be at the drum circle. You should see Rob play a bass drum, and there's nothing like it. Um, it was a really, really beautiful show, and it covered a lot of things that, you know, covering this time period is very, very hard artistically, especially while you're in the middle of it. Um, there really is no time to to stand back and and reflect. That's uh, right. And, and I think that's what I think that's what makes this show even more interesting is that it's being written in the middle of this pandemic, and we still don't know what the outcome of it is going to be. Oh. So kudos to absolutely everybody. The director Travis Geisler did a, a really really wonderful job of putting all of this together, especially in an outdoor element. Um, it was freezing out there, but the warmth of the show just like washed over you, and you didn't really even realize how cold it is. So when it streams. Please, we'll send out a link to everybody. We'll make sure we notify you. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Um, you know, I uh, uh, the uh, Broadway World Awards uh, got announced a couple of days ago, folks. And you know, you know me. I'm not really into awards. I don't. I don't know how you can artistically, you know, judge people based on their content. But I'm nominated, and um, as yes. you know. And as you know, folks, the, the way that this award is selected, this very prestigious award, is you have to have multiple email accounts um, to vote. Uh, so <laughs> you need to. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I was nominated, folks, for uh, Best Director uh, in Cabaret of the Decade. Of the decade, the way that, that they're doing this award is it's it's the whole decade. So you could you could nominate things from like 2011. Um, so me and I think it's 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 a couple of the old favorites. As I see Barry Kleinbort's on the list. And I was Faith, it's like you took the words out Faith of my Prince mouth. Rob. Anyway, if you are so inclined to to vote, uh, you can Google. Uh, I will put a link up. Sure, I'm, I'm sure as well. Uh, but Broadway World. Cabaret Awards Best oh, Director. We're going to campaign. This is going to be a campaign. Oh, we, friends, we can do this. We can get Rob to win. We can do this. It's we're going to we're going to be competing against those Mac people because you know that there's a whole network of those ca- all eight of those cabaret people, and we are going to we are going to show them. We're going to turn out the vote. Turn we're out the vote for Rob W. Schneider. And uh, if uh, <laughs> if I lose, which is a mistake. I'll ask for a recount. I'll ask for a recount. It's very easy. They're liars. First only time we'll have Trump as a guest on this show. Thank you very much. He's, he's, competing, he's competing for that cabaret award. Got to get that. You got to make sure that all those votes got to count. Make sure all no, of, no, no fake votes. What if I send in like Rudy Giuliani to defend me <laughs> just when I lose to Barry Kleinborg? Streaks down the sides of his face. Just. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm excited for you, Rob. That's really cool. I mean, that's uh, that's really, really wonderful. And you, boy, you've done enough producing and directing in the last couple of years that um you know it probably feels it's, like 10 it's it's a it was a very nice honor so but folks the, the, honestly the way you can vote for this is you just as many times as you can you, as long yeah. as you have multiple email accounts you can just sign up and uh vote for me a few times if you want uh this is the only yeah, time yeah. like every day is, like every day 
and uh, create different wow. email addresses. Um, anyway, we'll post a link. Uh, but I just, I it was it was an honor, uh, just because so many of our former guests were in part of the shows that I was nominated for, which so it was really really lovely. So thank thank you all, whoever nominated me. Thank you so much for the nomination. It. it was it was very sweet. I'm so I'm so excited, and uh, we are definitely going to turn out the vote. Uh, I want to give a little shout out to a good friend of ours of the podcast. Uh, he's hosting a new podcast himself, uh, David Brush, who's a writer that we've worked with before. Um, and there's this uh, there's a network called the Ten Glow. Oh, that's the number 10 GLO. Uh, if you go to this, uh, it's actually, uh, if you go to 10 GLO.com, it's actually a, a social networking uh, place for theater artists uh, to post videos and to share their work and to network. And um, you might check that out, that website out. But David, uh, we we'll want to give a shout out to him who's he's hosting uh, a new podcast where they'll be interviewing up and coming writers uh, and, and, and giving them a platform for their work and talking about new work. So if, if new work is something that excites you and you want to, uh, you should explore this uh, website website 10glo.com and check out uh, this new podcast we'll, we'll post there's a, a promotional uh, sound clip we have that we're going to post on our social media but just want to get the word out there we love sharing new podcasts and sharing new ideas um, so check that out that's 10glo.com so you have a lot of stuff to do and not only that but we're throwing on a couple of other things for you which is um some favorite things oh, or, it, oh we should just mention oh, trivia because everyone folks spoiler alert we're not going to do trivia this Saturday. It's not going to happen. It's, We're going to do it next Saturday. Next Saturday. Folks, please forgive me. I will In take honor of Thanksgiving. Response. It'll be a Thanksgiving trivia, you know, 1950s Thanksgiving style. I uh, I just it's, 1950 style. It just slipped my mind creating 300 email accounts to vote for myself for Broadway World, <laughs> and I and I kind of forgot. And um, so, folks, yes, Kevin is absolutely correct. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, you'll get. We'll we'll do it then. We'll do it then, and we'll all have something to be very thankful for, which exactly. is we'll get we'll all get to see each other. So I'm sorry, there is no trivia. No, this no, no. Week. It's great. We need the time to get the word out there anyway. So we we've got a week to get everyone excited and to uh, and to get get the ball rolling. So we we really look forward to seeing you all for our trivia night. Anyway, so yeah, so folks, we have we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, but you also have to do our favorite things as well. Let's Otherwise, do it. how are you going to complete your Broadway behind the curtain education? I know, and this one's a good one. I'm really excited about Who, this one. What's yours? Who wants to go first? I'll go first, because mine's mine's super fast. You'll know exactly what it is. Um, I mm. can't believe we've never discussed this before, but I think it's because this video is actually kind of hard to get. It's hard to get the complete video. You can see clips of this concert. It's a concert we're going to talk about. You can see clips of the concert on YouTube, but I'm a completist. I wanted to watch the whole thing from beginning to end, so I had to go on the old Reddit and, and, and find it sort of illegally, because there's a whole Reddit world. Reddit's like where you can trade it's hard to describe what reddit is if you don't know what it is but it's a website where you can sort of get things that maybe like cast albums and stuff that perhaps is not as legal as it could be and there's a lot of there's a thread that they have uh professionally filmed uh theatrical events and so you that's where i found this and i'm and i get this from your great friend Becky Spiegelman. This has been on my list of ever since she watched it, and she had the VHS that she popped in, and so she did a whole story one day, and I was living. And if Becky, if you're listening to this, I was, and I texted her actually the other day because I was like, I thanks to you, it's been six months, but now nah, it's finally got to it. And this is, hey, Mister Producer, do you remember this concert? Yes, this? yes. Oh my gosh, it was 1998. So this concert for. People, my generation, I, I was 18 when this came out. This was the, the most impressionable years. This concert was everything to me and to people that are our generation. Um, the concert was, of course, a celebration of the works of Cameron McIntosh and all that he had sort of dealt with and been a part of and produced over the years. 
It opens and closes. Speaking of our favorite things from last week or week before, it opens and closes with the musical that started it all for Cameron McIntosh, which is Salad Days. And it starts with them singing a little song. And then the end of it is very heartfelt that he sings this like uh, the little one of the more popular songs from the show. It's very, very sweet. And the whole idea is it's young Cameron who goes along his journey of of his music. And, and, And much can be said about Cameron McIntosh, the businessman, the empresario. But this is a man who just loves theater like you just you just get the sense that this is a kid who just grew up just loving it so much but a couple things i want to point out from this this concert which is just the who's who of of musical theater of american musical theater of british musical theater the fact that they could get all these people stephen sondheim tom lair sing a song after 25 years of not being public he sings a song you know because it's cameron mcintosh and cameron mcintosh asks people say yes um a couple things to note in this um <laughs> First of all, the orchestrations are amazing. The Queen is there. I mean, this is a this is a top notch event. Um, there, Jonathan Price uh, and uh, doing. Um, uh, his song from uh, the song from My Fair Lady, um, uh, I've grown accustomed to her face, is like a masterclass on acting. It is it is just so superbly performed. And this is a song out of context, and yet you get he walks in with like urgency, and it's like heightened stake. All of the, all of the things, things things we talk about in training and all of that is he's delivering, and it. it's a spot on performance of a accustomed to her face, a masterclass. Um, Julie Andrews is sort of like the host. You see. Uh, um, it's it's a little yeah it's a little cheesy in in certain parts but the, that's what the concert's for it's meant to be a celebration of all of these moments there are certain things that you're like what is going on Ellen Green is certainly magical as as um, Audrey uh, I I will never understand or comprehend how her voice works um, but it is definitely a fascinating study on that Bernadette Peters sings unexpected song and folks I would like you to watch it because I I want to know if her choice if the back phrasing in this version is accidental is the orchestra just going too fast and she's just trying to make it work i'm telling you it's like robert goulet on steroids it's like i i've never felt like this for once i'm lost at words your smile is really throwing me i mean it is going by so fast and i also think it's because she doesn't want to belt it so it, it the song is a tough song to sing listen to it check it out she sounds fierce but there's just something really interesting with the back phrasing my question is is it an accident or is it deliberate? Um, we see a young Hugh Jackman because this is before Oklahoma, you know, has has transferred to Broadway and become the hit that it became at the National Theater. I'm sure they were it had just open or was just about to. So we get a young Hugh Jackman singing, uh, and we you really can see where you know obviously they, there's <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> the guy's good. Um, this is the reason. This is the the performance of Judy Dench singing "Send of the Clowns" is the reason why I spent 120 dollars on the the cast album of the Royal National Theater uh, album. Um, Michael Ball singing uh, "Losing My Mind," which actually I didn't hate as much as I thought I would. And then the home stretch is is the Sondheim and Angeloid Weber stuff. And who better than to start that off than to have Sondheim come out and to remember the video of Sondheim and Angeloid Weber singing "Send in the Clowns," but it's "Send in the Crowds." Uh, Sondheim retooled the lyric, and he and Lloyd Weber are sitting at a piano um, singing this parody of their song together, which is just funny and amazing and witty and and not taking it too seriously uh, and that singing being alive is just like awe-inspiring um and then tom lair it, 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 it if you know poisoning pitches in the park in that era of songs um 
I recently caught on PBS like this black and white 1960s concert that he did like in a parlor hall. And it's I get why he's so special and funny. It's it has to be him singing these songs because he's just so witty with the play. But to watch him uh, sing, the you know, his songs again all these years later was just it was just absolutely incredible. And then, of course, you get the cats, Lane is all of that stuff. You have Ruthie Henshaw and Leia Salonga and Philip Quast and all these great people singing the songs that they originally did. Uh, and because we're we're like only 10 years removed from when Les Mis opened and a couple years from when Miss Saigon opened. So it's all very fresh and all very excitable. Um, so yeah, for a good time, go check out, Hey, Mr. Producer, all the clips, someone has been very nice and organized all of the clips in order on YouTube. Um, or if you want to go to Reddit and those places, you can download the actual concert because I looked, you can buy a DVD, I think of it. Um, but it's, it's not easy to find. Uh, there's no other streaming places. And I, w- I was, I wanted to just pay, to have the stream and they it's just not it, you, there's no place for that so you have to either buy the dvd or find the clips on youtube but it's it's worth it it's fun it's fluffy it's good um and you get all kinds of of, of different sound bikes what year was this 1998 i believe wow yeah yeah and, and you get like you get the the classic you melissa martin uh, Ju- julie uh mckenzie julie mckenzie you know some of their their you know the grand dame of the of their of the london stage and then of course you had the guests coming over from the american stage that are friendly to the london theater but it's a great concert I, that's all i can say it's a fantastic concert it's long it's it's every number is a really solid and well produced and well acted um and i i highly recommend it, checking it out and it has ellen green what more could you want? i mean really ellen green just and everyone is acting their face off no one is giving a concert performance everyone is giving you full stakes full like full, everything beats just beats everywhere i so. i have i have an ellen green story Please share. I'm going to share this. This is I, I overheard this, folks. So I don't. I can't d- just discuss. Well, this is allegedly the following happened. Allegedly, I was in London, and uh, I was I was talking to some uh, some theater managers, and they were telling a story about her that they uh, it was her agent or manager it wasn't her apparently. Um, she was doing a show, and they wanted her to cut one of her songs, um, and the, she was a Rogers and Hart song or something like that, or, and 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 the manager was saying, you can't, you can't cut this. It's what she's known for. It's what she's known for. You can't cut this. It's what she's known for. And apparently the British impresario looked at the manager and said, no, love, she's not known for that. She's known for getting swallowed by a green piece of felt. <laughs> so British. <laughs> I was just like, Ooh, yeah, Caddy and sassy, right there. Um, and it's and it's not true. She's she's a brilliant actress. She was in Rachel Lily Rosenblum, and don't you forget it. Okay, That's right. So, so mine, mine is is also '90s related, folks. '90s related. Um, I, I I have been looking forward to this for quite some time, and it finally got released a couple of days ago. Um, if you remember, one of our previous guests, the great Michael Riedel, wrote a wonderful book. Uh, in 2015 called Razzle Dazzle, mm-hmm. The Battle for Broadway, which was about how um, the, the Schuberts and the Schoenfelds and uh, uh, the Nederlanders, how everybody was working on Broadway in the, you know, uh, literally the book starts, I think, from the beginning of how Broadway is created. The and Schuberts, goes, it's, yep. and it's a page turner. It is literally, I I believe, a page turner. Yes, it's um, it, it's such a great book. If you have not read it, uh, we, we, it, it was a favorite thing. Michael came on to talk about it when, um, uh, I think about a year or so after the book had come out. If you have not read Razzle Dazzle, you need to. It is, I think, one of the best books written on Broadway um, ever. I can't even say like in the past 10 years, but just Great. ever. Great. Um, and uh, one of the things is that uh, 
we have been waiting for a sequel. And the sequel has finally come, folks. Um, and it's called Singular Sensation, The Triumph of Broadway. Singular Sensation, The Triumph of Broadway. And um, this book focuses on the 1990s. Um, You know, Michael could have gone all the way up to present day. He's chosen not to, which is great because it makes me feel like maybe there are more books to come. Um, And it discusses the Broadway musical in the 1990s and theater in the 1990s. Um, And we remember such juggernauts as like Rent and Chicago. And um, the first couple of chapters are on Sunset Boulevard. Get ready, folks. Get ready, because there's stuff about Sunset Boulevard I didn't even know, and Michael unearths all of it. Um, the Rent chapter is really, really stunning and lovely. What's interesting about this book is, is unlike Razzle Dazzle, Michael is actually present for a majority of what's going on on Broadway at this time and is shaping a lot of it through his uh, column in the New York Post, if you remember that. He was that. very connected. He was very connected to all the, the powers that be. I need to get this, uh, I need to get this book. Uh, it's it's time. And I, I was so excited when it came out and I just have not gotten around to it. So you've lit a fire under me and I'm going to go on and go to my local bookseller and buy it. And just, you know, just to reiterate what you had said earlier about Michael's, um, Michael's books, you know, yes, we have read lots of history books and lots of theater history books and some are very uh, uh some of the writing is really funny but all the information is wrong and some all the information is so accurate it's ridiculous but it's dry mm. as can be it's a snooze fest no name shall be mentioned um michael's brilliance is being able to make history come alive and make history dramatic like you said with razzle dazzle razzle dazzle is a page turner razzle dazzle is something that you could easily adapt into a a movie if you wanted to if not a documentary but a movie at least Mm -hmm. um and singular sensation follows in those footsteps and now i think a lot of times what i think michael has done brilliantly that a lot of people forget is how transformative the 1990s were in terms of musical theater history i think it's a decade that people tend to skip over. Mm-hmm. I think we remember it as, oh, that was Rent. Right. I think that's oh, that time happened there right at the end, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and then nine eleven happened, and then it's like, okay, well, then they reset, you know. And at that point, you're out of the out of the nineties. That's so right. So what he what he does is he really makes a case for why the nineties was so transformative, and how it laid the groundwork for all the revolutions that we're seeing today in musical theater. So I, you know, and. Yeah. You know, we also love Ethan Morden's books, um, you know, where he covers decade by decade. But if you remember, Ethan chose not to do one on the 80s, 90s, or 2000s as separate books. He just lumped them all together, um, which is great. But it doesn't give us the detail and accuracy that Michael's book does in Singular Sensation. So I would encourage you. It's also a nice way of connecting back to Broadway and a nice way of connecting to the theater scene and in this time when we don't have anything like this. That's right. And you don't. And also, I find them very accessible that you don't have to be like yes. a broad Broadway historian to read it either, where some books are very like rely on sort of a base knowledge. But I find that these books that he, uh, Michael has written are really written for people that are fans of theater. That's Crawford, sorry, Hi, uh, and and fans of uh, fans, but also maybe you know the the average you know theater goer as well. Meaning average being like you know I know a little bit, but like not tons. I think that they're still great for that kind of reader as well. It does because he gives you context. He doesn't assume that you know, and I think that's a problem with a lot of theater history books. They they assume you know, um, and not everybody does know. And, uh, you know, there are generations who might know absolutely everything about Heathers, but they know nothing about Showboat. And there are some people that can tell you every cut song from Showboat, 
and not have any idea who was in Waitress or what Waitress was even about. Michael does a really great job of making sure no matter what level you're at, there is something for you in there and it's easy to understand. Um, but it's really a testament to his incredible Walter Winchell-esque writing style. So my recommendation for this week, please purchase it. Singular Sensation, The Triumph of Broadway, written by the great former guest of ours. Hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll get him back another time to talk about this book, the great Michael Riedel. Brilliant. Love it. And uh, when you want to have a little palate cleanser and stop reading, go watch Hey, Mr. Producer, that old concert series from the 90s. It's a 90s love fest this week, friends. It really is. What's your, you know, we've already done 90s for trivia, but what's your favorite 90s show? Oh, man. I feel like we talked about this a couple weeks ago, um, and probably my answer will change. Um, I love ragtime. Yeah. I am just a, yeah. I just love, 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 love ragtime. And of course, when I was a kid, I loved Miss Saigon. That was like a me. I knew every word to that sort of pop opera. But ragtime was huge. Ragtime was big for me. I love that. I love that. Uh, ragtime also. I'm going to also yeah. claim ragtime. And Rent. Rent I, I got into as I got a little older, but ragtime at the time, that was that was huge for me. Yeah. yeah. And I, can we throw the revival of Chicago in there? Oh, why not? Sure. Why we'll throw not? that in. We'll throw, we'll throw that in there. It's too. very 90s. <laughs> Hacha. Whoopee. <laughs> Oh, God. The thing that changed Encores when Encores was like, we're going to present older shows just for a couple of weekends. And then it was like every show, we're going to try to transfer this to Broadway. And they're always like, oh, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. Meanwhile, what's their season? What did you see what they just announced for their third show? Into um, the Woods. Yes, the neglected. Into the Woods. The, the neglected musical folks. Into the oh, woods. Twitter was a fire. Twitter was like, well, I mean, all eight people that have opinions about this. But, Bet- I mean, between we mad. The only way to make this even more perfect is if they can put Chad Kimball <laughs> oh. in Into the Woods. The only way they can make this more effective you is did they- it, Rob. You included it. I'm impressed. Now, that's current events, folks. Someday we're going to listen to this 10 years from now and be like, what happened with Chad Kimball this week? Uh, oh, well. Happy. All right, folks. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you in the flesh next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday for our 1950s trivia. Hope you have a well, we'll talk to you before Thanksgiving because then we're going to record it next week. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's we'll right. Yes. Um, all right, everyone. Brush up your 50s knowledge. We can't wait to see you. <laughs> have a great weekend. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Patrick Flynn. What? Beth Amon. I hate this movie. Love Actually? Yes. Me too. But I also love it. Me too. But I hate it. You know what we should do? What? We should get a bunch of people together, split the movie into its ten storylines, and then figure out this movie one story at a time. You mean people like Keith Powell and Jill Knox Powell from NBC's Connecting? Keith, why don't you show us what porn watching face is? And Washington Post columnist Alexandra Petri? I don't know. I think every Christmas story is a horror story. Do you think it would work? It actually inspired me to plan my funeral. I dig the uh, brothel angle. Every time I think about the trailer, I'm like, I was misled. I love you. Used to do it shag, by the way. Can I mix your ashes with glitter? It's like eight half screenplays just put in a blender. I am positive I stayed with my ex an extra six months because we saw this in the theater. It will definitely work. What is Love Actually? Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download. 
All episodes out November 27th. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.